It's time for your weekly therapy session with foreign devs, and for the second week in a row, Victor is back. Hey, hey, hey. So, so go ahead. No, man. It's It's been a huge day. Yeah. Uh, well, you want to break the news or you want me to? No, you it? got it. You got okay. it. I think so, you got it. So I'm going to do a... Uh, oh, that I might sound horrible that. on audio, but... I appreciate uh, that. Absolute round of applause goes out to Victor um, for his development work and design work on the website he's built out for his company. Um, he not only took the best website award in the boating industry, in the marine industry, um, but he took the best, uh, what was it, the best in competition award, mm-hmm. meaning yep. uh, full honors, Yeah, which is uh, amazing, you know, uh, just shows the creativity um, that he's delivering at his company, you know, going up against billion dollar companies out there yeah, and man. Uh, their team. So it's a huge, huge honor. Huge round of yeah, man. Thank you. It's a, it's a huge honor. Obviously, a lot of work, a lot of years of work on that site. And, you know, every year just making it a little better, a little better, a little better. But, you know, we don't do it for the awards, but it is nice to win. You know, absolutely. So, absolutely. <laughs> it's one of those things. And uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I did not, I mean, you know, you always, you enter competition, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, but, you know, getting the, the award was good enough. And then on top of that, getting the best of the best award, that's. That was know, a just, full surprise for you. I know. I mean, I, I, I know. I, I wish I was yep. there to see, you know, <laughs> see, see a reaction. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, I, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it, but makes sense. What about you? What's going on with you? Oh, I've got a lot to talk about. Um, All right. Well, I really let's, do. Let's get and, to it. You know, one of the first things I wanted to say that we didn't mention in the last episode is in our downtime, we actually got featured amongst some amazing podcasts, development podcasts in PHP Architect Magazine. I I couldn't believe it. I just wanted to say (laughs) thank you to them real quick. Uh, If you you. haven't checked it out, go to phbarch.com. But on the Laravel scene, you know, I got to admit I've been missing from the picture uh, quite a bit, Um, just really working on other projects and, and, um, haven't been able to keep up with all the news and the community. Um, yeah. I, I think it's been a little bit the same way with you too, right? Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. You know, so I mean, it's such a, you know, fast moving community and there's active development in the Laravel framework itself. And then you've got all these projects around, around Laravel and, you know, Laravel for this version seems like has adopted a lot of sort of side packages and brought them into the core and, um, you know, packages that have been in development like for a long time, you know, but now they're almost, they're not part of the core, but they're, they're easily accessible to the core with, you know, first party packages and stuff. And it's, it's, it's hard to keep up sometimes, you know, and you miss so much, even if you're just out for, for just a handful of weeks, but Absolutely. when you get busy, you get busy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about development, uh, in the episode, but I've got a list here and in no specific order. So yesterday I walked out to the mailbox and right now, if you got a, a shiny glossy postcard okay. from a car manufacturer, say Honda, okay, um, you know, 199 for a Civic, you know, 249 for an Accord, what would you do with it right now? You're throw honest. It out. You just throw it out. Instantly. Okay. hundred percent. That's, that's, that's exactly I, it wouldn't my even point. Make it, it wouldn't even make it in my car. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's my point here. So, I did the same thing, you know, I didn't even have to glance at it, you know, as soon as I saw what it was, and this is nothing against the uh, Honda or the Honda dealers or 
or anything. It could have been any company. But I started thinking about it, you know, this shotgun approach to their marketing, you know, just blasting it out to every mailbox. And we have so much, we have so many better ways of targeting customers. So, you know, of course, that shotgun approach, you know, every mailbox is an extremely cheap rate, whereas, you know, targeted mailing brings up the cost per ad. But I think that you can not only, um, get more qualified customers, but you can actually convert customers that hadn't considered the brand. So think about this, you know, you could pull from data sources and see what cars you and your wife had bought, you know, and they could, this Honda dealer could look and say, hey, you know what, Victor and his wife both bought new cars in the last two years. You know, the cars they bought aren't really in the Civic or Accord segment. You know what, we shouldn't advertise to them. But say a few years down the road, they're looking at that data again, and they go, wait a second, They've got, you know, kids that are going to be of driving age here in the next few months. You know, why don't we send them a civic promotion? You know, you want a safe, reliable car, you know, for your kids or maybe down the road, you know, it's the college kids. Now, think about this, you know, um, how much more effective something like that would be um, without getting into that creepy, creepy sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, then there's always that instead of sending this glossy, disgusting, you know, postcard, you could send, you know, you could be the sales manager there, a general manager, you know, hey, Mr. Gonzalez, just wanted to reach out to you. I know you're probably not in the market for a car right now. You know, we've worked really hard. Here's, you know, the award we won for customer service. Here's what we've done. We're, you know, our service department's open uh, seven days a week. You know, right. if there's any situation where you see yourself looking for a car, please do stop by. Here's my personal business card. So much more of a personal approach than this, you know, what feels right. like cheap marketing. Right. Um, you know, just now. Just I'm gonna, I mean, okay. So, I mean, I, I understand your idea. I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say, Absolutely. well, I would argue that obviously it's working. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, you you could you could, and I'm sure it does work to the customers they want to target. I think what I was getting at is there's opportunities with a little bit more effort to pick up customers that don't buy into any of that marketing. Sure, sure. I'm with you. I'm with you there for sure. I mean, you know, but in the same token, think about it from, you know, that dealership's perspective. They're there, they're sitting there. They know that if they spend X amount of dollars on X amount of advertising and X amount of stamps and they print them out and they send them out, they're going to get X amount of traffic to the store that weekend. Yep. And I guess, and how, you know, how do you step away from that? How do you, how do you take the leap of faith and say, well, we've been doing this thing for 10 years and we've sold, you know, and they can track down to how many people have walked in off of this advertising. Yep. And again, I'm not saying by any means that I agree with them than the way they're doing it, because like I already said myself, I would throw it away and I wouldn't pay attention to it. So they are, they are losing customers, but they don't need every person to no, buy the boat no, or the car in this, in this case, right? Not, not that car is not the car for every person that they're going to send this advertising to. And they know that. So it's just a numbers game. It is. It is. And yeah, it's a, you know, in that sense, it's a bad example, but, but, um, you know, for the companies that do want to do a little bit more targeted oh, personal approach, you know, I guess that's absolutely. where, you know, that gives us job security. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I'm all about going the extra, extra mile. And then another mile after that, I'm a hundred percent with that, you know, but so let's imagine you are the guy in that marketing team who wants 
to step out of this thing? How do you oh, go to the yeah. owner and you explain this? And what he's going to say is, we've been doing this. We've spent this much money. These people walk in. Can you guarantee me results if we go this, if I, you know, personally handwrite a hundred letters, will I get a hundred car sales out of it? You know who we're talking about right now? We're talking who? about the guys, your competition, who didn't want to invest in their websites, who hired that <laughs> WordPress developer somewhere. <laughs> That's who we're talking about. So, I mean, we're talking about a lot of companies. Unfortunately, we, are. Oh, we yeah. are talking about the vast majority of companies that maybe do have extremely talented people in their marketing teams or in their businesses, not just their marketing team, because it could literally be in any part of the business. It could be the guy who washes the cars, comes up to the owner and gives them this great idea, but doesn't have the proper tools to sell his idea to the people that can actually say, yes, let's try the idea. And that is the difficult part about progress is obviously when the, the people can stop it, right? The, the people at the top that can stop it, stop it because they don't trust the vision. They don't trust the people that they hired. Yep. Yep. No, and uh, I don't. You know, I run into that too frequently. You know, even even um, you know, given some of the time I've had with some of the relationships I've developed in the industry, where right there's that fear of trying something new. Um, right. But yeah, yeah. So it was just you know, I just saw it in the mailbox, and I was like, man, it what just, a waste! What a yeah, waste! And, it, it you know, hurts. just thought, yeah, yeah. There's a better approach to it, but you know. Some things you know, do, do just simply work. Yeah, you know what I get to here from time to time is I as I get those um those car ads that's like, We want your car. And and it's like the, the year yep. model of your car. We want your two thousand something something, you know, Ford something something. I'm like, seriously guys? Like this actually works on people. People actually take this thing and they're like, Oh my goodness, they want my car. They know the year they have they want this specific car. I love that. It's just, uh, it's funny advertising to us, but obviously it works on somebody. It works enough for them to continue to do it. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, pains me a little bit. Yeah, same here. Same here. Well, it's just that, and I'll get back to that, you know, 1% gains, but, you know, by our nature, we just want to always improve upon, you know, the existing. We can't help ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sure you got some stuff um, before we get to that. Uh, you know, everyone saw what happened in Austin and Texas. Yep. My sister's over there. You know, she just relocated from Miami. Uh, You're right. right. I forgot. I forgot about your sister. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. How's so, she doing? No. Uh, <laughs> Was she in the middle of this whole yeah, thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. man. That's a bad time to move to Texas. <laughs> and uh, brand new building, you know. Oh, and, no. um, I don't want to say too much, but um, it's going to be, you know, some time before things get back to normal over there, wow. you know, some, some damage from the cold weather, et cetera. But wow. what was, uh, you know, she was texting us, um, her building had lost power or her area had lost power and temperatures were dropping inside her place to like 60 degrees. She's talking about how cold it is and, you know, yeah. we're joking about it. And, um, you know, she's, I guess she was supposed to run out to the store that day and the stores were closed because they were without power and this whole thing. But what's amazing is um, on the second day, her boss, um, who his company is based off of appointments with uh, high net worth individuals, he canceled his last appointments 
to go out and, you know, bring supplies to um, the team members that, you know, needed wow. anything, food, et cetera. Wow. I'm like, that is, I mean, that is awesome. Just, you That's know, driving cool. out 30 minutes, you know, to these people working from home, um, et cetera. It's, that was pretty cool, you know. That's admirable. For and sure. not, a, not a lot of people would do that. So that, that you know, I felt really, I felt happy that uh, she's in that type of position. You know, yeah, one thing that blew me away about that whole event, I just found this out from somebody, is, you know, some folks got their electricity bill, and it was like six, $7,000. Oh, yeah, I saw one for 17000 yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, just the rate obviously spiked because no one had power. Yep. Yep. I mean, how do you go back and just charge somebody seventeen grand? Yeah, I guess their... uh, that scenario was they signed up for lower pricing, you know, based on demand, and it just skyrocketed so so um i don't know you know i'm sure there's going to be lawsuits on that oh but, yeah uh, talk about we'll a bait and switch yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the ultimate bait and switch oh um man what a oh, what a crazy situation over there yeah no kidding man all right what a, i've said a lot what's on your no man your go mind? ahead well you said you had a lot to talk about come on give it uh, to me what else you got all right so one percent gains Okay. So, you know, we talked about it in the last episode and afterwards I was thinking about, you know, these little, little improvements you can make in not just development, but everywhere. And one example that came to mind is, uh, when I was in high school, um, actually when we were young little kids, um, my dad had raced formula three and formula four over in Scandinavia. And when me and my brother were real young, the idea was always to get us into karting and get us out on the track. And, and we moved uh, over here uh, to the U.S. and everything, you know, just that was put a you know, shelved, I should say. Right. But uh, right. in high school, uh, about 45 minutes from where we were, they opened, uh, Moroso opened a karting track. Uh, Moroso, which now is uh, Palm Beach International Raceway, they opened a new karting okay. track. And my brother had saved up during summer shot jobs and, you know, went out there and bought a, bought a used rental car. And there's this guy, Desi, over there who had been running the track, Italian guy, um, you know, just seemed to be the one who knew everything at the track. And my brother goes up to him and, uh, uh, you know, asks what a what a good time would be to set as a goal. And maybe like two hours later, uh, Desi's helping some other folks out and my brother's standing there, you know, waiting for him. And Desi goes, hey, what's up? Brother goes, okay, what time should I try for now? Desi's like, <laughs> minute 42 or whatever the time was and uh does he puts away what he's doing and you know comes over and stands you know scratching his head at the track and he's like you, you did it you know that time my brother showed him the stopwatch and yeah yeah and um okay well you know yeah he's devoted some time to my brother and you know karting is a thing where people will show up with you know hundreds of thousands in race rigs and personal coaches, you know, private coaches and all this. And the thing I think about is that if at any point someone would have told my brother, you can't go out there with a used rental chassis, used engine, you know, um, you know, your gear, you know, lack of funds, you can't go out there and win races. If someone would have set him up for that, it would have never happened. He wasn't supposed to win the races he did. He wasn't supposed to set the track records he did. Um, especially not when you're putting electrical or using electrical tape for your numbers on the side of your cart. Um, 
But I got a funny story about about electrical tape. But right, he, go ahead. He, yeah, you know he he did, and um, it wasn't some you know right out there. I mean, initially he said a good time, but from there on it was just trying and trying and trying and polishing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And um, you know it's in in James Clear's Atomic Habits, he says that you know bamboo shoots up from the ground. Like it just appeared out of nowhere, but the truth is it's been growing for two years underground, and, and that's the same thing with everything. You know, that's the you said earlier about your website that you've been, you know, just fine polishing it, and um, yeah, that's just one real life example that came to mind after our last episode. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I'm all for those those small gains, and it, it's it's the only way. You know, really, truthfully, it's the only way you'll get to that next level thing. You're you're just not, you know, going to start from scratch and do it absolutely perfect the first time. We've talked about this in the past too, and and it's it just doesn't it doesn't work that way. It's just not how life is. You know, I mean, you don't do that as a person. You know, you don't run marathons before you learn how to walk. Absolutely, you walk, then you run a little bit, and then you run a little faster, a little faster. It's just the way natural evolution happens. You know, as as you age. So why would you expect your, you know, your product or your, you know, your work to just be a hundred percent from day one? Yep. It can always be better. You know, if you, if you ever think that it cannot be better and there's, you're done, then you're obviously done. Absolutely. You know, I, uh, as you texted me, Hey, you ready to go for the podcast tonight? Uh, after dinner, you know, Donna started working out and like, I really need to, you know, figure out something for this. Um, it was dark outside. I couldn't go for a bike ride. Um, you know, just, I used to enjoy going to the gym, you know, that was my thing, you know, being in the environment, uh, no distractions working out, but I tried something new tonight. I don't even know where it came to my mind, but I saw my Apple TV remote and I remembered fitness. I strapped on my watch, you know, and booted up the app and, uh, skimmed through easy to use interface. And one of the first things I saw there was like hip hop dancing. I said, I can't dance. You know, I mean, I have no rhythm. But I said, you know what? Let me try this. <laughs> and I must have looked, you know, absolutely <laughs> silly out there. But I had so much fun. And I went through a few of the things. And I said, man, this is this is awesome. And you know what? It's only going to get easier and better from here. And I'm going to enjoy it more. But um, sure, I had I had a great time tonight um, doing something completely unexpected and yeah and yeah you know i could say oh man you know i looked like a fool uh, i'm not gonna get any better but uh, i just have to believe that i will and will and someday i can look back and you know uh feel good about a new routine trying to work out from home yeah man working out is, is hard you know yeah, it is it is it's you gotta you know some people just they enjoy doing it you know i'm not one of those people but you know it's some people do they just enjoy doing it they get into the zone and they just make it happen more uh more uh, I'm gonna go write some software over here. <laughs> Don't blame me one bit. Don't my off time. <laughs> you know, it's uh there's that mind workout part part two that's so awesome. You, know, you feel yeah. good when you really exhaust your mind. It's so true. what's the what's the electrical tape story? Oh okay. So my very first car ever was a green, forest green Mitsubishi Galant. Okay. Four four door. Um had a probably 110 horsepower on um, engine on it, you know, inline four. And uh, very first thing I had to do was straight pipe. Okay. Just, just cut the exhaust off 
altogether. So that was my very first mod ever. I went to um, a buddy's house and he helped me cut it off with who knows what what tools. Um, and um, well, you know, one thing I learned very quickly is 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 all about drone and resonance, right? So cut that off and this thing inside the vehicle it was like it would it would make you deaf i mean it was harmonically speaking there was just this 30 to 40 mile an hour speed that if you drove at that speed it would be so loud inside the car that you couldn't even hear yourself thinking so i said i gotta fix this i i can't i can't take it anymore so i went to the auto parts store and I had no idea what diameter pipe I had or anything like that. So I bought what I thought looked about right. Well, it turned out it wasn't about right because it was too big. So I clamped it on and, you know, no problem, whatever. It was fine. And then all of a sudden I get to a light and the guy next to me kind of signals me to lower my window. I lowered my window. He says, you're sparkling. And what do, you, what do you mean I'm sparking? Yeah, you got sparks coming out the back of your car. So the exhaust had fallen off and was just dragging on the road. And it was, looking back at it, extremely dangerous. I, I was sparking basically right where the gas tank of the car is, right? So I was like, oh, man, I got to just take it off. Forget about it. You know, so I, but it's, it's burning hot. So. By the way, this is not the actual tape story. I will get to the tape okay, story. Okay, I'm, I'm going to listen. I'm... Okay, so I, I somehow managed to grab some paper or something to grab this extremely hot pipe out of the back and wrestle it off. And this is in the light right before it turns green. And I grab it and I stick it in the trunk, close the trunk, <laughs> get back in the car and go. So I said, I am ready for my next upgrade. Yes, I called it an upgrade. I said, I need subwoofers. <laughs> okay. What my car is missing is subwoofers. And I had no money. And so I went on eBay. Before eBay became basically, you know, where you just sell brand new stuff, they actually had things you could buy for cheap. I bought myself a pair of what they claimed to be 2200 watt, uh, well, one, one amp and two 10 inch subs. And I wanted to make it real custom. Right, I didn't know. I just wanted to stick it in a box. I wanted to make it really, really nice and custom. And so I went out and I bought some MFD uh, boards, and then I cut it to be at like a forty-five angle. When you open my trunk, you would see the yep. subs there at a forty-five. Second lesson I learned: subwoofers without an enclosure don't work. Subwoofers need an enclosure unless they're self-baffled or infinite baffled, which is a totally different thing. I did not buy that. I did not even know about that. So. It came to installation day. And um, obviously, I had my amps in the back. And I had asked some people, asked some people how I should do it. And they said, all you got to do is just run from your battery terminal to the back of the, the car. Just find a hole in the firewall somewhere in the car and then just run it through the car and hide it under the carpet and all that. Well, after what felt like two hours of looking for a fire, a hole in the firewall, I just could not find one. Okay. I just, for some odd reason, I could not find one. So I said, the best thing I could do is tape it to the underside of the wheel well, like around on the outside of the car. Then I'll drill a hole in the cabin of the car, run it up through the, the, the cabin, into the cabin of the car, and then run it to the back through the trunk. And sure enough, I, did all that and I taped it 
to the inside of the wheel well of my car. So at some point, the tape broke off. And then I had this <laughs> red wire dangling, <laughs> getting rubbed off by the tire. And um, again, people chasing me down. Put your window down. You got sparks. You got sparks coming out of your tires. <laughs> and uh, but this is my second upgrade to that car. So I feel bad for the guy who bought this car. Well, no, I totaled it. Uh, sad story. End of the car. And um, I, I think I, I was just heading to school really, really early. I was ninth grade. I'm sorry, not ninth grade. Freshman year in college. And um, yeah, I think I fell asleep at the wheel or I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, I rear-ended, I, funny enough, a Honda Civic since this is the theme of the show. Okay. And, Poor uh, Civic. And uh, yeah, and the Civic's uh, muffler basically went through my radiator and pen- penetrated like halfway into the engine block and the whole thing was done. Oh man. But um yeah, that's my tape story. Man, man. Yeah. Um maybe that's Bart Coder's tape name. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember talking about that story, but it's a good one. Yeah, I haven't that was heard my that first one mod. before. <laughs> What'd you get next then? Um, after that, I drove my mom's Corolla okay. for, for a long time. And then the Stratus RT, okay, okay, the Dodge Stratus RT that I took for my sister, which I also totaled picking up my girlfriend at the time. Now my wife on a rainy day, I totaled it. Well, you know, as funny as that story was, uh, what impressed me is how, you know, your storytelling ability there is something I'm horrible <laughs> at, and hopefully I don't screw this next one up. So, um, this was like summer of 2005 or so. Uh, my brother and I are hauling butt across across Finland, and I remember we were going up a steep hill. He had a, a E36, so a 90s uh, BMW 325, and um, loud exhaust on that thing too. Um, of course, you know, course. annoyingly loud. Oh, absolutely. But it was, you know. Dumb kids. It was it was a cool car back then, and uh, going up this hill, all of a sudden, temperature gauge uh, spiked, and those um, those had a, a plastic um, connecting point where the upper radiator hose would go in, and it was common that the neck would just break off. Mm. And we're going up the hill, and it was like perfect, like a perfect pit stop where, you know, just took the next exit. And right there was a gas station. Okay. And we knew from karting, uh, his days of karting, that you never wanted to put cold water into the engine. But at one point, we came up with the idea that, hey, let's heat up water and put it into the engine to prevent damage. Okay. My brother, being, I could have never pulled this off. He (laughs) went into the gas station and he had the women in the gas station bringing out coffee pots, you know, from the coffee machine with hot water. They were bringing them out to us. (laughs) like in two minutes time you know it's just incredible you know and, and he could pull it off with stories you know and, uh i just i just can't but there's a little bit of a story and a car story for you that's funny well yeah. you know in, in other news um two new episodes coder's tape in the last week or so since we talked wow wow and uh i tell you you know one i've gotten hundreds of comments of everybody just welcome back happy to have you back you know laravel 
I've never been able to find anything as good. And, and you know, and it's all extremely humbling and, and, and awesome. But there was this one guy that really did catch my attention. He said, hey, you know, I truly do appreciate what you're doing. And, you know, thanks to you and what I've learned from you, I'm now making real money and I'm working as a full time level developer. That's awesome. That's, so that's I was just, really awesome. That was it. You know, that was the the one comment that, and I read through all the comments for those listening. I, I do read through every single one, but I mean, it's hard to answer all of them because yeah. right? I probably get 150 comments a day. So it's, it's quite a bit, but that one comment really, really, really caught my eye. And I, and I, you know, I appreciate those stories and those are the type of things that make, you know, coders tape good, you know, because I mean, you know, I don't know if for the listeners listening, I mean, you know, Sure, there's ads and stuff and, and coder state videos on YouTube, but the money that comes out of that is is very, very minimal. You know, there, there's unless you're on YouTube and you've got millions of subscribers and millions of views, it's it's the amount it, the amount of money doesn't really even pay for the time. Yeah, you'd have you to know, make it a like, full time job and really crank out the content. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like the 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 one video I just released, I looked at the revenue for that one video was like two dollars and seventy cents. You know, for all the views of that one video. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not, you know, it's nothing out of this world. It's definitely not for the money. You know, most of it is just for the, for the stories like that, you know, to help out and in every which way that I can, you know, but it was great. You know, it's, it's been great being back and uh, being excited to check in and see what, what people are saying, what they're thinking, you know, and, and all that. And I, I did try sort of a, a sort of like an internal goal is, you know, I want to get to X amount of views before I sort of release the next part. Okay. To a little bit of prolong sort of, you know, the, the releases and, and get into a more of a rhythm release as opposed to soon as it's ready, just pumping it out, which is what I've done basically the whole entire time I've done Coder's Tip is as soon as a lesson is, is ready, I just I just pump it out. Um, I mean, I don't like it really sitting there on my desktop just waiting for nothing, really, you know what yep. I mean? But really trying to pace myself on on this and just trying to make sure that there's some sort of rhythm to the channel and there's reason for, you know, subscribers to come back and, and, you know, just, just kind of play the system a little bit with the YouTube algorithms too, because, you know, ultimately if they don't show my videos, nobody discovers them. Yep. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to play the YouTube game a little bit to kind of be on the, on the pages and discovered and all that. And, you know, they'll push a lot of my older videos and not the newer videos because they just don't have the views or the likes or whatever, the, the, the watch time that they're looking at. And so my new videos don't get as much traction as my older, more maybe established video. Like I've got the one video service container that's got, you know, 100,000 views or something. I mean, it's, it's, it's like exponentially bigger than any other video I've ever done. And so obviously if you search Laravel, it pops to the top of the list automatically. And um, so my new videos don't get views, you know, so you got to play the system a little bit with YouTube too. Um, the complicated way of ranking videos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, you know, I, I was watching some of the Coder State uh, series this, this past week, working on some projects. And again, you know, like I said earlier in the episodes, I've been out of, out of the Letterville community and scene, and there's, there's, you know, some stuff I've missed and some stuff, you know, that I just hadn't, uh, gone into even before uh, before this kind of um, you know step away, but but um, you know was glad to have the resource there, and you know um, you know it's uh, I for years have had you you know work and educate me on um, 
you know, skills or knowledge or, you know, the brainstorm sessions we've had mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, know the, the effectiveness of how you can communicate information and teach others, um, you know, teach me. So it's awesome to see you, you know, spreading that out and making it available for all these people. And then really awesome to hear someone's, you know, been able to, able to, uh, have that help them in making a career out of out of uh, web development really awesome yeah man it was it was very 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 exciting but on the on the money topic did you have some news for us on money topic yeah that's uh perfect timing actually so another first another first yeah we've got another our first, first sponsor today. and we do so when starting Distinct Mild Startup, uh, one difficult choice I had was a hosting provider. In that mm-hmm. first year, I ended up making a ton of changes as demand for service grew, and I really needed to work with a company who understood my needs and could provide support I needed. And while I wasn't familiar with Cloudways back then, I, I wish I was. So Cloudways is a popular managed cloud hosting platform that offers business owners peace of mind knowing that they can just focus on growing their business and satisfying their clients instead of working, worrying about server management or security. Cloudways comes with a fast custom stack, managed backups, staging environment, easy Git deployment, 24-7 support, and the freedom to choose from five cloud providers like AWS, DigitalOcean, Linode, Vulture, and Google Compute. All of this makes Cloudways the perfect choice for agencies, SMBs, and e-commerce stores. And I personally really like their slogan, moving dreams forward. It's true for so many business owners out there. And... Use the promo code foreign devs and get up to two months of free hosting with a $25 credit. Boom. So we appreciate Cloudways for sponsoring this uh, this episode. And, yeah. And uh, check them out at cloudways.com. Yeah, man. Well, that's that's pretty much it for me on this side, unless you got anything else. Yeah, I could talk all day. And, yeah. you know, we've really gone all off topic, um, off topic on this episode, really just, you know, I guess catching up and, and uh discussing some things on our minds um yeah yeah well let's let's wrap it up you know been a, another it. fun one yeah man another one another week yeah keep these going yeah, congrats again fun. on the award thank you, and uh, thank you we'll continue up from here sounds good thanks for listening thank you bye-bye